Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And I'm Father Dave. <laughs> I'm just still getting used to it. It's a little weird. That's all right. How are I, you? I'm at the, uh, I, would, I spent my first weekend at the parish that I'm assigned to. Right. So I did all the masses. I did you all. You preached at all of them? Or no, no, I, did, I just smiled and waved. Okay, okay. But okay. it was kind of fun, you know, just being in the sacristy meeting sure. the cast of characters that every parish has and um I mean, yes, they do. my natural thing is hey i'm bob and they're like are you deacon bob i'm like i I, su- I, I, su- I suppose that i am deacon bob yes you yeah. know so yeah, that would be who i am oh well, that's cool so titles are a weird thing for me spending so many years in youth ministry where i would let junior high kids call me bob <laughs> it's always kind of strange that I would expect an adult to call me anything other than that. But Yeah, it's funny. There's been a couple of times where students have accidentally said, you know, uh, hi, Dave. And, it, and then they <laughs> just get mortified. I yeah. mean, but it's funny because you can kind of tell how long somebody's known me by what they call me. So that's it's always, there's something actually intimate about some of my best friends that just call me Dave. And that's kind of cool. So, yeah. And, and it's not like some people, oh, it's disrespectful. That's not my experience. I, right. I, I do not experience that. I think there's something about the role that you're playing yeah. at the moment, you know, and, and that's kind of what I get. Like if I'm at the church and I'm in the role of a deacon, then being called Deacon Bob is really appropriate. But if I'm having a drink with somebody, you know, it yeah. might yeah. be a little it's different. It kind of depends on, yeah, the situation and the people, you know, because right. it's the role, it's who I am. But But I have had a couple of occasions where people were, trying to make a point and they said they would never call me father so there's a <laughs> there's, yeah, anyway. well that's the other end anyway, of it yeah, yeah yeah exactly good yeah. times so sorry about your team last night yeah i took uh, my son aiden to a Cavs game it was it was an exciting game uh they were playing the utah jazz who are a very good team Cavs just won four in a row all winning teams they were down by 10 they came back they lost by one point. Uh, and, and we actually had the ball in the last four seconds with a shot. Killer. And just went doink. And then there was a mad rush for a rebound. But it was so fun. Cool. And Aiden had a great time. You know, taking kids, to, especially little kids, to sporting events. I think I've, I've figured it out now. Like, I remember when I was older, I was, or when I was younger, I was so excited to bring my kids to sporting events because it's also an excuse to go to a sporting event. But I, but I found if, if they're 10 or under... You're not really going to the event. event. Yeah, you're I mean, you are. Else. You're going to everything the else. That, yeah, this, this, this store, um, anything that's happening, they want to walk around, they want to look at everything. You know, they're really not super interested in the game itself. So I think after seven kids, like when I take Aiden to a game, my attitude is I'm not going to see the first half. Like it's just, it's just not going to happen. We're going to get popcorn and he's going to want dipping dots, which is a huge line. And we're going to go into the team store and there's like a little members area because he, he likes to play pool where they have the game on the TV. And so I, I've kind of just said to myself, you know what, if I can just tell the littler kids, we're, we're going to see a half. Okay. We're going to do everything you want to do now. Are you happy? Are we good? Okay. Now we're going to sit down and we're going to actually watch a game. And that game was actually really, really fun. We got upgraded. Uh, which was which was super cool, and uh, even like by the last two minutes, we were we were down near the floor, but there was like tall people in front of us, and one of the guys like I'm told nervous. the security guy, "Hey, just let the little kid go up front. There's open seats." So he did. They let us go down. We were three rows from the court. Oh, that's so fun. He was actually one row from. He was just standing behind you know some people because he's so small, and we had a blast. That's cool. You know, it was too bad they lost, but we had a great time. It's funny. I took when I was 
able to take my nephews on vacation. Uh, one year I took them to a Yankees game and my nephew wrote kind of a journal through it all. And, and at the end he was reading it to me and he said, yeah, today we're going to the Yankee game. We really don't like baseball, but uncle Dave does. So we're going to go, <laughs> which was great. And then another two other nephews. we went. So to I'm a, not the only one. Yeah. Well, you're right. So to another one, we went to a Mets game and I said, you guys, we don't, at the beginning, I said, we don't have to stay for the whole game because a baseball game is a long game. And they said, any, okay. Any sport which intentionally includes a moment of stretching because they're so concerned of much muscle atrophy for the fans is, yeah. a, is a long game. Yeah. And we enjoy the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. So my nephews are like, okay, so I don't know, maybe the sixth inning they said, you, you know, Uncle Dave, when, when do you think we're going to go? And the guy was pitching a no-hitter. Maybe this is in the <laughs> fifth game. And I said, I'm telling you right now, um, we are not leaving before. So the sixth inning, guy gets a hit. And the ball hadn't hit the ground yet. And they looked and they said, well, it's like, all right. So, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, kids are kids are fun. They, yeah, it's just the event of it. It's You know, and then they see their siblings go and they really want to go because sure. they, they don't want to miss out and stuff like that. So. Uh, honestly, it's it's interesting. Some of the funnest family experiences have been around for sporting events yeah, in my family. It me really too. has. Me too. You know, bowl games, football games, baseball. It's just, it's kind of been a part of my family. Yeah. I'm taking uh, Maria and Joey to must be nice. the Bucks game this weekend. Oh, are you? Oh, good. Yeah. good. Who are they playing? They're playing the Bills. And the Bucks won again, although they beat Atlanta. So, But a win's a win. And they beat them solidly. Yeah. So they'll, they'll take the South. Who do you think's going to win the Monday night game? I don't know who's playing the Monday Buffalo night game. Buffalo and New England. New England, the the Bills have been struggling. They have, but it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a pretty good game. I think it'll be a great game. But New England, <clears throat> New England's a great team. You know, last year people kind of kept kept doing the Billichek Brady thing, but often people didn't report that. Like I think ten or eleven of the starters of the New England oh, Patriots yeah, awful. opt. Well, they opted out because yeah. of the COVID. You had that option as an NFL player to skip a season. Uh, most I of the starters, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So they, you know, so Belichick every once in a while when they're talking about losing so much, he'd be like, "Well, you know, my entire offensive line are backups," <laughs> you know. So uh, now they're full strength, and it'll be fun. I mean, it it, it, we could see a Patriots Buccaneers, which would be just Super epic. Bowl. It, it not, would I'm, actually. Be I don't cool. want to see that, but that would be pretty epic. What would you like to see? Because it's not going to be the Broncos. Never mind then. Okay. Um, you know, somebody texted me and they said they were surprised we didn't talk about Brian Kelly Notre Dame last week, but it happened after right. we recorded. Right. And should Brian we do a Kelly, special podcast? Yeah, we, we probably should have done a, a drop <laughs> podcast. I mean, I mean, he goes for the, he goes to for those. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening knows this. Everybody but, you knows know, this. He goes to LSU from Notre Dame. Notre Dame is still at the time was still in the national title race, and he goes for the money, hundred million dollars over hundred million dollars, ten years, and. People were pretty frustrated. I, I, I'm not a huge Brian Kelly fan. Right. You know, he's, he's done well. The program's much better than when he came in. I'm just, I don't know. Do you see how they're making fun of, like, he was in LSU yes. and he's like, the family. the family. People are like, did he get a Southern draw in, like, one day? Like, you just suddenly picked up the yeah, accent He really acclimates to the, to the But environment. interestingly enough, the team that made him, quote, unquote, famous, the University of Cincinnati, who he also did the exact same thing with, ripped their heart out and went to Notre Dame. Oh, and he did the same thing as he went to Cincinnati from the other team, right? Oh, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know he's just yeah. left a string yeah, yeah, of he heartbroken does. lovers he behind. He does. Yeah. He does. But the new coach that Notre Dame hired is Marcus Freeman. He was the assistant. He was a defensive coordinator. Really good guy. Cool. Um, nice, beautiful family. I I didn't. My mom told me last night he was Catholic. I didn't realize this. At uh, Notre Dame. At N Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that that's not a, always been the case. I know. Um, six kids, uh, African American. Um, 
there's a video of him being announced and the kids, the students, the players just go nuts. So That's fun. It'll, be, it'll be fun. It'll now, be fun. did they, I didn't follow the, no, I, I heard Cincinnati's in the top four. Cincinnati's in the top floor. Uh, Notre Dame was, ended up number five. Oh. A couple of things had to happen for it, for them to get in and it didn't. So yeah, the first game is going to be Alabama beat Georgia and we're not happy about that. No. But uh, so Alabama against Cincinnati and then Michigan against Georgia. And they want to set it up for Georgia and Alabama national championship is what they're hoping for, probably. Yeah. So, Wait, you said Georgia just played Alabama. Yeah. Was it close? Not really. 40, 41 to 24, something like that. Mm. But it was Georgia's first loss. So that was the worst possible thing. Alabama losing meant that the two of them were both going to stay. Winning. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Alabama winning meant the two of them were going to stay in the top. So, But Notre Dame is going to play Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl, which is a good bowl. Yeah. So that's good. And um, is this true? <laughs> Did I hear the baseball's on strike? Well, they're in lockout right now, not what, technically strike. What does that mean? And A, they're not playing anyway. Is this like nonsense? No, I mean, I, if I understand it correctly right now, like you can't do any trades or anything like that now. No. So it, I mean, it, for, from all practical purposes, it's not going to have a huge impact on the game unless we're here in three months and, and they still haven't figured out their contract, which is... It's just ridiculous. I mean, how? I mean, the the money, and I, I, I'm sure there's a lot to the collective bargaining and all sure, that. But right. it's, can you imagine a world without baseball? Yes, it's called heaven, <laughs> or something else. <laughs> no, because they thought the baseball park was heaven in Field of Dreams. Is what? this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Right, but that shows that it was a low bar. No offense to those who live in Iowa. None taken. You can keep up with all the latest events and happenings here at Franciscan University of Steubenville on our official Franciscan University MySpace page. Sorry, Facebook page. There you can watch daily Mass from Christ the King Chapel, see messages from Father Dave, learn about speakers and campus events, be inspired by stories of saints on their feast days and stories of saints in the making, our students, and much, much more. To join our thriving Facebook community, just go to facebook.com slash Franciscan University. That's facebook.com slash Franciscan University. We will see you there. It was really touching, Bob. Where did our podcast drop? Wednesday at like 11 last week, 1 o'clock, something like that? Yeah, I I wasn't keeping live track of that. Okay, why do, I was why do you because ask? people started showing up in my office to see Baby Yoda. <laughs> Because it's Grogu. Come on, man. He has a name. Grogu? If you can't if you can't know the name of Grogu, you don't deserve to have him. Well, he's in my office. Darn you. Darn so, you. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how many students and actually some staff people drop by this. <laughs> so they wanted to see. Yeah, so you know there's the elf on the shelf. We're gonna do Grogu in an office. <laughs> and he's gonna keep an he eye would, on because he wouldn't fit on a shelf. Right. And he's gonna just keep an eye on people to make sure everything's going okay. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. And working. And yep, working. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Hey, uh, some uh, sad news. Again, something else that happened between our last recording was the uh, shooting at the Michigan school, uh, which is just 
incredibly, incredibly tragic. And it's hard to find words for it. Um, you know, something that I was, um, I mean, a lot of us remember the Columbine shooting mm. and uh, how horrible that was. It's always horrible. All these school shootings are horrible. And a lot of attention is being given to uh, the parents. You know, that's... The you parents know, of the shooter. The parents yeah. of the shooter. Yeah, it's kind of a... I know I sound a little bit jaded towards news media at sometimes, but particularly the major <laughs> well, and, yeah. and well-deserved. Yeah, I was going to say, it's uh, thank not you. like they didn't have that coming. Well, you know, it's it's entertainment. I mean, really, Absolutely. particularly it's, it's money. the major networks, major news networks are entertainment-driven. And um, it's almost... Both sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, I almost feel like they should lead into news stories saying, based on a true story. I mean, like, they really... Yeah. And, and what frustrates me about it is they go for the angle, like, because entertainment always wants a new story. And sadly, at least in my experience of looking at the media over this coverage of uh, what happened in, in Oxford, was that they kind of like, oh, some kids got shot. That's interesting. Ooh, but parents are, yeah, right, you know, right, right, running right, away from the right. police and they gave them the gun. You know, it's like parents, 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 parents. It's like, you know, Four it's, kids it's, were it, killed here. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like the media is like, yeah, that's kind of old news. Uh, yeah, 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 we've heard that story before. That's not going to sell as well. And um, but just, you know, just to pray for these uh, the souls of these kids, uh, you know, which would be. Um, Madison Baldwin, who was 17 years old, Hannah St. Juliana, who was 14 years old, uh, Justin Schilling, who was 17 years old, and then somebody that has gotten some attention, uh, a, a young man named Tate Meyer, who was 16 years old. Is he the one that tried to stop him? Well, they think so. Um, I found I found it kind of interesting that they're not jumping immediately on that story, okay. and I think some of that was actually because of Columbine. I did a little bit of research on it. I mean, I was around at the time in youth ministry, but even for my dissertation, and there was um, definitely like a fog of war that happened after Columbine. So uh, immediately after the shooting, there was a story of a teenage girl, Cassie Brunell, she said yes, yeah. who said, you know, they pointed a gun at her and said, do you believe in God? She said yes, and they pulled the trigger. Um, and then later on, it was actually, there was a girl named Rachel Scott, uh, who was Catholic, who was in a Catholic right, youth right. group. And they pointed again at her and said, do you believe in God? And she said, yes. And he said, why? And she said, because my parents taught me and, and she was killed. And then there was a little bit of like, wait, who said what, who did what? And right. I did actually read a, an investigative journal guy on it. And he said, well, actually, Rachel definitely said it. And Cassie may have said it, but that's part of what they want to get the story right. Sure, so I, sure. everything is, it seems as though this young man did run in and try to stop the shooter. And we'll find out as security right. footage happens. But regardless of it, you know that doesn't make the other kids any no, less just awful. heroic. I mean, no. just a just a tragic, tragic thing. And so we're just, uh, particularly those of you that might be in that Michigan area, we're praying for you. We're praying for the families. Um, we're going to keep hearing about it in the news because the parent angle is like a new right. angle, and and just it's so, just awful, Bob. It's I just can't awful. imagine to be family, you know, moms and dads, some brothers and sisters, just. Just awful. Yeah, so we continue to pray and ask the Lord's blessing on them. And we just pray for young people in general. You know, um, again, doing so much with youth ministry, for so many, there's like an adult society and kids, if you don't have kids especially, they're just out of sight, out of mind. We put them in schools. We put them in different places. It's almost like we don't want to deal with teenagers as a society until there's like something wrong and then we want to fix it, but then go back to what was present. And there's so much stress and anxiety well, and I was just with young say, people today. I was just going to say, and I, I think it's multifaceted on why it is, but there is, there's just more anxiety than 
ever. That's not fair. I mean, who can say ever? But right. we're, they're we're, feeling it. I mean, we're experiencing it in the classroom. Yeah. Um, there's there's greater struggles, anxiety, nervousness, tension, um, pressure. And, and we try to alleviate that. I mean, on one level, we try to alleviate, but it's it's life sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's just it's life. And and it's I'm sure there's going to be lots of dissertations written on why it is, what role COVID. I think COVID did. I don't think I know. COVID had some role in that, you yeah. know, some of the students who had not been in a classroom in 18 months. I mean, that's stressful. Coming to college for the first time is stressful. Being in a classroom when you haven't been in a classroom for 18 months is stressful. Everything. So, And for a kid, you know, I mean, your brain doesn't really turn on until you're like 10 or 11, you know, you're conscious, you know, in terms of 30 or 30, yeah. that too. But like, you know, for, for an adult, we're like, oh, it was a bad year, but it wasn't one of your four years of high school, you right, know, like for me, right. the year was weird, but I've been teaching for 17 years right, and right, one of those right. years was weird. And now I'm going back to my normal for a kid, half your high school career, you know, you're, you're half of your junior high. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it yeah. really becomes a significant thing. And, and I think it's a, I think it's just something older generations. We always feel like our generation is the best. Like we're the smartest, like our parents weren't so sharp and the young kids are just lazy and every generation feels that way. But we do need to have just a greater empathy, I think, mm -hmm. for younger people. If we're ever going to welcome them back into our churches, yeah. um, because so many times there's just a, oh, what are you stressed out about? When I was your age, I, you know, and I never had to worry about a school shooting when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I never had to worry about a global pandemic when I was younger. Everybody has their own crosses to bear. Sure. Um, but I think just that sympathy and empathy overall for young people is, is really important. And, you know, they... They hear the news, right? I mean, that shooting didn't happen at their particular school, but now they're thinking this could happen at my school, sure, right? Sure. And and there's that weird kid, you know, who always seems to like guns. And I mean, it's No, I remember when um, after 9-11 happened, my nephew was, the, they actually flew out to Arizona to visit my family. And my nephew, he was a little boy, you know, said, is anybody bad going to be on the plane? Yeah. So, and now it's is in school. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. So where, where's, where's the hope? Um, that, that the Lord is ultimately faithful. It was actually, I preached on this yesterday, is that when we, the scripture says that the Lord will fill in the, the valleys and lower the mountains. Mm. And he says, I shall and I will do that. And sometimes when we stand before it, it looks difficult. It looks overwhelming. Not sure we can do it. But what I said is three things. One, that the Lord is faithful, that he's always going to be with us. Uh, number two, that at times, at the moment, it seems overwhelming that we're not going to be able to make it through, but we just trusting that the Lord is going to be with us. And then the third was actually the line from Isaiah or Baruch that said, trade your robe of misery and, I forget what the other word was, uh, for a robe of glory. Mm -hmm. And that's an intentional decision that we make. Yes, all of these things that we've talked about is true, but that's not what defines us. That's not what we're going to operate out of. We're going to operate out of the Lord's grace and his, and his faithfulness. At times, and I said, when you're going through it, like I'm, my family is, as you know, that my dad's kind of sick right now, and it's been a really hard couple, three weeks now, but the Lord is faithful no matter what, right? No matter what, and he's present to us in the midst of it. And that's all we can hold on to sometimes. Yeah. And that's not, you know, we don't know how things are going to turn out, but we know that as, if we keep on walking forward, the Lord is going to lower the hills and he's going to raise the valleys. So Yeah, and that really is what Advent is about. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's a, even this week, I mean, we were, we were going through, as Bob and I do, each time we go through all of the different feasts. So today's obviously the day this drops, Immaculate Conception. Right. 
Um, tomorrow is Juan Diego. Mm-hmm. The next day is Our Lady of Loretto. Yeah. Then I don't know. Saturday's just kind of a down day, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday would have been Our Lady of Guadalupe, yeah, but it's yeah. the third Sunday. But we can of Advent. still talk about it. I think I can. Okay. You can too. Okay. We, can, we both can. And then um, you been? John of the Cross. No, I, we've had this conversation. We need to go. I'd love to. Do we do like pilgrimages as Franciscans? We do when we're not in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that, actually, that. Sorry, I should have actually done the yeah. actual. Uh, do, do say say that again. Pandemic. Actually, it's um. W- there's talk about trying to do something like that for our 75th anniversary. Okay. Uh, Gua- our Lady of Guadalupe was just so moving and so powerful for me, and and I probably said this last year when we were there when yeah. we were talking about it. But I love Fatima. Actually, Fatima is my favorite. But Lords, they're all. Ouch. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Mom doesn't mind. <laughs> Um, but but there's something about Guadalupe that it's it's just down the road, right? Yeah, she's Our Lady. She's in our neighborhood, so it's just really beautiful. I love the timing of the feast day of Saint Juan Diego. You know, I didn't pick this up until you just you oh, is that right? It. Yeah, the, yeah, the timing the, part. They of it. they have it because it was I think uh, four days or five days of appearances. Mm-hmm. So they made the feast day of Saint Juan Diego on the first day of the appearance and then the conclusion of the December 12th, which is the final, uh, the, 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 t- the miracle of the Tilma happened yeah, on yeah. December 12th. And I just think that was like, well done church. Yeah, that's you so know, cool. they didn't, they didn't pick it, but usually they do a saint based on, um, you know, their, the day of their death, right? That's the, that's the generic saint right. day. Uh, like usually, when they usually, die, usually, usually, yeah. usually. So that was kind of an unusual, yeah. you know, we're going to do a, like a little historical thing, the day when Mary first appeared to you. That's cool. Because we knew it so well. There's just, there's just so much going on this week. We're, as, as you're aware, um, Friday is our 75th anniversary. So Bob and I were Woo-hoo. talking, we were both here at the 50th anniversary. Right. I was a student. You were ordained. I was ordained that year. Right. Right. So December 10th is the anniversary of our founding, which was really beautiful. You know, when I was you know, we've done a lot of reading and discussion about the university, and some of the lines at the beginning was, um, and, and I just wrote an, actually an article about this. The, the, you'll love this. The common oh. thread of, of of the America is baseball, right? Uh, I'm gonna love there, that. There's the great scene from Field of Dreams when Stop James Earl Jones says baseball. So sick of this. Baseball. So, go ahead. Do you have something to baseball? There you go. Baseball. Baseball. Okay. There you go. So. Um, so I was thinking, what's the common thread of Franciscan University? And and I looked not, at not baseball. Nope. Good. I looked at some of the quotes of even before the university was founded, and and uh, two of the friars that were important in the founding of the university, they talked about yes, we want to form students, yes, we want to educate them, yes, we want to get them ready for careers, but it's their soul, right? Their soul, and and, and we're not just educating their mind, but we're forming their soul. And I really talked about that that's been the common thread for 75 years in the university is we want to educate young men and women, send them out in the world, help them to rebuild the church. But if if they do that and, and, and they haven't been transformed, if they haven't been invited to holiness, if they haven't been invited to conversion, that's not to say that we can make it happen for anybody, right. but that we create an environment and a community where that is fostered. Scripture says, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? What does it profit a man that has got the best education in the world, um, but they haven't come to know the Lord? Yeah. So that's really this common thread uh, that, that has really been a part of the university for 75 years. So all kinds of celebrations. You know, we're going to have a, 
a pep rally on Thursday afternoon, a big event on Thursday night, yeah. celebration of mass press conference on Friday morning. Ooh, the so press conference. Be, yeah, big presser. <laughs> um, a big mass. And then Friday evening is just celebration. It's going to be really fun. It's, it's just every building on campus is going to have different things for kids. It's, yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really and looking then, forward to that. we did the unveiling. Well, we did a sneak peek of the okay. unveiling of the Marion Mira uh, mosaic for the students. Yeah, I know. I same mural. Uh, on students, uh, for the students on Sunday, just so they could see it. Because a lot of them, they begin finals on Monday, and a lot of them are going to be away. So oh, we right. said, well, let's, let's give them a sneak peek. When does that. that get formally and permanently after, unveiled? Yep, after mass on Friday. So, okay. yep. Uh, and it's just beautiful. It was really, it was really touching. I, we had I don't know a couple hundred students there, and it was beautiful. We sang the Salve Regina. Yeah, it was just a beautiful, actually a beautiful day on, yeah. on Sunday as well. Oh, that's so yeah, awesome! Cool. Yeah, I wish I wasn't having to grade so much. I could, I would, I would be enjoying it more. But that's you, you, you are a college professor. <laughs> You know, it, Apparently, it does go with the job. It, do, it, it does go with the yeah. job. It's a feast and famine job. I can't complain too yeah. much, but yeah. it's definitely the crazy time. And this it. is the yeah, this is crazy this time. is the crazy time. Yeah, students are, you know, landing and faculty are like taking off. Yeah, you yeah. know, so I've just been waiting for them to turn things in, and it the pile also, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and bigger. having been a part of education for a number of years now, um, I wished I would have known now. Or as a student, what I know now, and how much the professors stress about all this, and, yes. and what's going on in the on the other side of the veil. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. and it's funny, students, and you can't complain to students about it because a student will say, "Well, then just don't assign us so much," and then you're like, "Well, then I'm not really doing my job, am I?" You know. So it's just that weirdness of like, and and the sad thing is, you're like, you're always tempted to be like, "Well, you're not wrong." Like, yeah. you'd be happier if it was only a four page paper. I'd be happy if it was only a four page paper, but. Then you don't do that, or at least I don't do that. Maybe some others do that. But reading, actually, I know some others do that, but not uh, at Franciscan University. I remember what that was like reading paper after paper. It was. It's brutal. Some of them are fantastic, yeah, and and not all of them are. Well, it was funny. I was on a plane with a guy, and I pulled out a bunch of blue books to grade, and so did he. You know, I didn't know him; he was just there, and we kind of gave a knowing nod to each other, and he said. I always tell my dean, I lecture for free. You pay me to grade. Yeah. And I thought that is so true. Like I could walk into a classroom and just talk and engage students. That's really good. And, That's an interesting. And have fun conversations and do lectures. Deep all that and stuff. Transformative and all see that the stuff is life giving. And and then you just get a stack of papers and you just look at the stack and you go, That's a lot. And like the first couple ones are interesting. And then the twenty fifth one, you're like, I can't. I, I just, you know, and I'm trying to be focused because I know, well, I know some of them worked hard on it. <laughs> I had uh, my first semester, I don't think I told you the story. Um, there was a, there was a student in, uh, in the household that I advised and he was in a class and he failed the final and I was devastated. Like I, I like read the final again and I read the final <laughs> looking again for something. and I'm like, there's gotta be, you know, and I'm, and I'm looking at his grades and I'm like, okay, well maybe I was too harsh here, you know, and I, and I wasn't trying to change it, but I was just looking for any reason to not fail this kid. Cause I loved this kid. Right. And he was in the household and it was my first semester and I never failed anybody. And as a kid, like I, you know, my family was like, what's wrong with the A minus you have to get an A. So like, like a, a failure is like the worst, yeah, yeah, the worst thing happened. I could ever do to anybody. So I ended up failing him and I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken. I'm devastated. 
you know, I didn't send an email. I thought, oh, he's going to see me. He's going he's gonna to hate me. So I see him the next semester, and I was like, hey, I won't say his name, but hey. I'm like, dude, the, the class, you know, and, and he went, what? I'm like, you know, the, the, the fail? He's like, oh. And I was about to say, like, I tried everything I could, and he went like, yeah, you know what? I actually totally forgot about the final. I totally blew it off. I didn't study. I was like, oh, so whatever. And I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, like then suddenly it's like, maybe I shouldn't care so much all yeah, the yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. about great. it. It was a good learning experience for me as a faculty member. See, if I would have been <laughs> your student, I would have, you would have been inspired because I would have always wanted to do the best I could to get in, learn as much as I possibly could. Oh, is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's how that works. Is that right? What was your, what was your, what was okay, your GPA? So this is the second week mm. of, of Advent and... No academic gravitas. That's no, your problem. No, second week of Advent and last week we focused, uh, kind of the theme was hope. Hope, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. They that hope, hope, and this week is peace. the The church invites us to reflect on peace. the The second candle, it's still going to be a purple candle, reminds us to peace. So, when you think of peace, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Other than the vegetable, yep. Um, no war, no war. Right. Like I think of like you know like <clears throat> countries at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that aren't fighting each other. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, thanks. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I I joke that um. I think peace doesn't get enough credit. You know, when we think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the gifts of God, and wonderful, like salvation's a great thing. I'm, I'm a fan of that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> big salvation fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, big salvation <laughs> fan. But, but there's, you know, when we pay attention to the scriptures, the number of times that Jesus says, it's peace that I offer you. Hmm. And yeah, I love the end of John's gospel when Jesus appears to the, the, the disciples in the upper room and he says, peace be with you. And, and what we reflect on is that peace, and I appreciate that because oftentimes you're, the the answer is exactly what you said, you know, a war and absence of war. And that's a part of it, but pre, peace is more a presence than it is an absence. You know, we can be yeah. in the middle, and we both know this, Bob, in the last year, that we can be in the middle of really difficult, stressful, trying times, and we can still experience peace. So peace is a presence. So the Lord is inviting presence, not present Right. The, the church is inviting us to reflect on that, that, that Advent is a time of preparation for the coming of the Lord, for his presence. So peace is not an absence of, or merely an absence of, but it's a presence of. But the other is the word, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. Mm-hmm. And the word itself means um, completeness, wholeness. So just that idea of there's all I can think of is the Jerry Maguire, right? You complete me, but 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 the <laughs> you Lord, shalom yeah, me. yeah. But the Lord really does complete us, and and if we think of that being complete and being whole, without peace is you are not complete, you are not whole, and what the peace of Christ allows is that wholeness of whatever the situation that we find ourselves in. So we celebrate that and pray for that in this in the second week of Advent. Yeah, Amen. Are you guys doing an Advent uh, calendar? Oh yes. Yeah, that's going well. <laughs> you must have seen my Instagram page. No, I didn't. Oh, no, you didn't? I missed something. Yeah, what happened? Well, um, I mean, yes, I did. I just don't no, remember. No, 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 it's okay. fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, actually, we have two Advent calendars. Um, my Advent calendar that I'm doing with Aiden is a Mandalorian Advent calendar. Nice, nice. So every day we get a special. New baby Yoda. Yes, Grogu. Um, we get a special coin because we actually care about the Mandalorian and the show and things that have to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then my wife found a 25 days of wine <laughs> where every day I, I is a little more time with is, a, is a little bottle of wine. And I think 
in in one picture that sums up our marriage. Yeah, if you, you know, right. just those two advent calendars right. say everything you need to know about my relationship with my wife, which is beautiful. Yeah, when I was in Austria, somebody gave me an, a Milka advent calendar. So oh, that's like chocolate, you, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. those of you who have been a gaming, you're like, how can I get a hold of that? Every time you open up the little window, there's a different little small thing of Milka. So. Yeah, I like the white chocolate. Yeah, is white chocolate actually chocolate? Yes. Okay. It says the word chocolate on it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, then if it says the word chocolate, it must be. It must be chocolate. If you had to give up, I asked the students this question yesterday, and we had a little party for the 75th. If you had to go without chocolate for the rest of your life or caramel for the rest of your life, which would you give up? Yeah, caramel, because I don't like caramel. Oh, I love caramel. I really? I give up chocolate. I think I would. I love caramel. Do you like just eat it straight? I mean, sometimes the only caramel I get is like it's with the nougat yeah. in my Milky Way little bite things but i could live without that too no i'm yeah i love caramels my mom makes christmas caramels um caramel actually this sounds gross but caramel on apple pie is great and that's not gross but caramel on mint chocolate chip ice cream is that, great that's not right it is right no nobody would agree with that lord we just pray that you come with your peace in the second <laughs> week of advent because you are good amen we're good we're good all right you Busy week, so let's keep each other in prayer. And keep yeah, an eye, keep an eye and on we're each certainly other. we're certainly praying for your dad. If Thanks. all the listeners could do that, and I appreciate uh, it. Just praying for everybody in this time of busyness, uh, insanity. I think peace is a great word. Yeah, as yeah, we're yeah. all finishing up school, or you know, students that are taking exams, family plans, all that stuff. Uh, it's it's really easy to lose sight and faculty of grading. <laughs> and faculty grading. It's really really easy to lose sight of the important thing which is Jesus is coming. Well, let's and pray for that. Bringing, bringing Lord, peace. Uh, you, uh, you enter the world in the incarnation uh, and everything is different from that moment on. I pray that you would come with your peace to our brothers and sisters who are listening with us today. Fill them with your love, your peace, your presence, um, that you complete them, that you make them whole. Lord, uh, meet the deepest need of all of our listeners. Bless us this time of Advent and... Immaculate Conception and Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great week, Bob. Amen. And you too. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your comments. You can shoot us an email at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. Happy Advent!